Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Wood Perspective. I'm your host, Kelsey Wood. Hey, pals. How are we all doing today? I hope you're doing well on this fine Wednesday morning or Thursday or Friday, whenever you listen to the podcast. Um, As you're listening, my ass is in sweet, sweet Maui. (laughs) Try not to be too jealous. I'm sure I've posted plenty of pictures on my Instagram at this point, at least on my stories, so I'm sure you've been able to see plenty of the vacation so far. I have one more episode that was pre-recorded coming out next week, and that's the episode that I did with my friends that host the Crime and Conspiracy show, so I'm excited for you to hear that one. Um, But then after that, I will make sure to give you all the details on the Hawaii trip. It's just been, I've been trying to pre-record a few episodes so I didn't have to worry about it while I was on vacation or right when I got back from vacation. So these are all pre-recorded, but it'll be fine. You guys can hear about it in a few weeks. I'm sure you don't really care that much anyway. (laughs) So what is my forward thought for this week? Um, I feel like I've been so annoying in the last few episodes because all of my forward thoughts have been revolving around my vacation. So I'm not going to say that, obviously, because by the time this podcast comes out, I'm already on vacation. So I guess what my forward thought is, is that spring is finally here, guys, and it actually feels like spring. And we got our water turned back on last week, and I'm so excited to spend more time outside. And I just, I really, I told Jordan, I really want to plant some pretty flowers in our little flower bed out front. We have this flower bed that the previous owners had, and they had like the prettiest flowers in the middle of it when we moved in, but they were the type that die every year. And so on each side, we have a bush of some sort of plant bush thing um, on each side. And then in the middle, it's just blank, like (laughs) nothing's there. So I really want to put some flowers in there so that it doesn't look so weird that there's nothing in the middle. And it's just happy, you know, I just love seeing flowers. So I want to do that. And we also want to get our deck in our back redone. It's been like my least favorite part. of the whole outside of our house. It's just like the crappy deck that they put on when they first build your house. And we have a very small cement pad back there and the deck takes up like half of it. And so I want to rip that out and just put a couple stairs coming out from the back door so that we can actually put like a table out there on the cement, maybe a fire pit, something like that. So those are kind of two projects that I want to do this summer. Um, And I'm just excited that it's finally time to start on those things. I feel like it's just doing home improvement while it's kind of hard and annoying at the time. Once everything is done, it's so worth it. So I'm excited to see how it all turns out. Okay, moving on to our episode for this week. Honestly, this is the most responses I've ever gotten on a question box on Instagram. So apparently you all are very passionate about this. And I don't blame you because I am also very passionate about this topic. Because I have had so many experiences where I'm like, why did no one teach me this? Like, why am I just learning this for the first time? And why do I have to learn all of these things the hard way? (laughs) Like, Why don't they tell you about these things? So I am excited to dive in because there's some pretty good ones on here. Um, I guess we will start with the first one on the list. And it's no surprise you guys put taxes. I think I had like 10 responses that were just taxes. I think this is a no-brainer, and I know that I've talked about this on my Things I Don't Understand episode because I just truly don't understand taxes. Um, But 
pretty much everyone wishes that they knew how to do taxes before they had to start doing them. Here's the thing. I remember I took a financial lit class in high school and they taught like very basic stuff, but I don't ever remember it talking about taxes, but I also didn't really listen in that class. <laughs> so, I mean, they might have, but I think they mainly focused on like um, a little bit of like savings and like budgeting, I think a tiny bit, but I don't ever remember anyone sitting me down and saying, okay, this is how you do your taxes. So to this day, I still don't really understand them. I've been doing them myself since I was like 18 and the IRS hasn't come for me yet. So I hope I'm doing something right. But honestly, I probably just don't make enough money for them to even care. <laughs> like they're never going to look into my stuff. Knock on wood. But my bigger beef that I have with taxes is why doesn't the government just tell me how much I owe or how much they owe me? They already know that information, guys. <laughs> And it's like some sort of sick, twisted game that they want to play with us and make us do the work and guess how much we owe them or how much we're going to get back. Like, why don't you make everyone's lives easier? Send me a notice in the mail. Tell me if I'm getting a return or not or if I have to pay you and just leave it at that. Like, why do I have to guess and hope that I'm right? And you just like never hear if you're right or not. <laughs> it's just insane to me. It makes zero sense. So... That was number one. Uh, next one is budgeting. A lot of you guys say that you wish you learned more about budgeting in school. And this kind of goes hand in hand with the financial lit class. I think we talked about it, but it was very basic. And I don't even think that was like a required class. I don't remember. But I think they just told us it was good to budget. <laughs> and that was it. But I wish that there was some sort of class that we were required to take that like taught us how to look at all of our finances, how to save money how much you can get away with saving, making sure you have enough money for all the things you need each month. And if I'm being honest, Jordan and I don't really budget. I, we probably should. <laughs> I mean, we know how much money we need to cover our expenses each month and we're always really smart with our money. But with that being said, we don't have like a spreadsheet or anything where we like set out a budget monthly or, so obviously I could benefit from something like that. Um, we thankfully have gotten used to saving a lot each month, and this is my one tip when it comes to saving money. When we were saving for our wedding and also for our house, we set up a bank account at a bank that we didn't have an account with, so it's not like our normal bank. Um, we have now switched to that bank, but at the time, it was a bank that we like didn't have any accounts with, and we just opened up a savings account. And... Our work had the option to, you can allocate a certain percentage of your paycheck to automatically go to another account. And so we did like a flat amount would go into that savings account every paycheck. And that way it makes it seem like, this sounds dumb, but it makes you seem like you aren't saving money because like you don't ever see that money. But then once you go and check on that account, you have a lot of money in it. And it also just kind of becomes like your normal because you expect your paycheck to be that amount without that money in it. And so it just makes it so much easier to save. And so we have switched over to that bank now. And so we still have that account um, and we still have a like flat amount that goes in there every month. Um, but it's just so much easier because you don't access it all the time. And it's just like so much easier. So that's my one tip for finances is just get used to saving a flat amount, make it automatically come out of your paychecks if you have that as an option, 
and slowly your account will grow and you will be so much better for it. Okay, next one is how credit scores work and how important they are. Can we just talk about the fact that the U.S. is one of the only countries that even does credit scores? Like, I know there are a couple other countries that use them, but we're the main one that uses it and puts so much weight on them. I'm also going to throw credit cards in this category because those affect your credit scores. And I only wish that someone had a talk with me when I was younger about credit cards. When I got my first credit card, I did zero research on the actual card. I didn't know what interest was. I didn't know anything. And so I got a card. <laughs> my dumbass 16-year-old self got a card that was a 25% interest rate, guys. And I didn't know what that meant. And so I was super dumb when I was younger. And I'm not even joking. I racked up so much money on that credit card. And it took me years to recover from it because of how bad the interest rate was. Like I felt like I would make a payment and then more than what I paid would come on from interest. It was horrible. And also the fact that checking your credit score affects it. What type of what type of system is that? Like when you buy a house or buy a car and they have to pull your credit, it hurts your score. <laughs> I don't get it. It's insane. And it makes no sense. But I think that that needs to be taught more because like Jordan and I were kind of on opposite ends of the spectrum. So like I had a lot of debt, but I always made my payments on time. And so my credit score was really good when we met each other. Um, he, on the other hand, didn't have any debt because he didn't have a credit card. He didn't have a car payment that he had to make. And so he had nothing on his credit report. And so he just didn't have any credit when he met me. So if you ever want to buy a house or rent an apartment or buy a car, like he would have been screwed had he not started building credit. And so when he met me, I made him get a credit card just so he could like start putting groceries on there and like start paying it off. And it like helped get his score up. And so now we're both good. We both have really good credit scores and everything, but it's like you would think that not having debt would be the way you want to live. <laughs> but in order to live, at least in this country, you have to show that you have had some debt in your life. And it literally makes no sense. But I think it needs to be taught better because I don't think people understand that. And it would have saved me thousands of dollars <laughs> had I known what interest was and all of that fun stuff. So that was fun. Okay, so I'm trying to do these in like sections. If you couldn't tell, the first section has kind of been money related. So I'm gonna continue that trend with how to buy a house and all that goes on with it. When I tell you I was so underprepared <laughs> for the process of buying a house, that would be an understatement. I did not realize all the prep that goes into it, all the papers you have to sign, closing costs, property taxes, mortgage insurance, so freaking much goes into buying a house. And we bought our house in September of 2020 and everything went smoothly for the most part. But then we got a bill in the mail a couple of months later for like three grand. And we had just drained our savings from putting down a down payment for the house. And so we started freaking out and I ended up calling our lender and they said that it was included in our mortgage already, but they just sent us a statement so we didn't have to do anything with it. But I was like, is this something we're going to get every year? Like we have to pay a $3,000 bill every single year. And it was so scary, but it's all good. We didn't have to pay it, but it's just like they don't warn you for those things. And we had to pay our closing costs. The person that owned the house did not want to pitch in at all for closing costs, which kind of sucked. Um, and so you have to know to be able to 
put that into your budget in case you have to cover the closing costs. You, it's just like so much goes into it. And I was looking at our house loan the other day and guys, it is insane how much of your money just goes to pay for the interest on your loan. We have had our house for almost two years now, and I think we have only paid about $9,000 of the actual loan off because everything else has gone to interest. And our interest rate is good. We bought our house when the interest rates were like 2.5%. It was insane. So I can't even imagine if you got like a, if you got a shitty interest rate, like that would be insane. So yeah, I feel like there needs to be a whole class on how to buy a house. And same with buying a car. It's kind of the same situation. And lastly, in the whole financial category is refinancing. And to be honest, I still have no idea what refinancing entails, but I do know that I need to try and refinance my car. (laughs) I've had my car for, I think, going on four years, or maybe it has been four years. Um, And I bought my car when interest rates were shit. So I know I could be saving money and get a better deal on my car, but like, how does it work? Still, I don't know. Like, If you know how to refinance, please message me (laughs) because I'm a full grown adult and I just don't even know where to start. Like I do. Do I go to the place that already does my loan? Do I talk to someone else? Like, I just don't even know how to start the process. And is it even going to save me enough money that makes it worth it? I don't know. Help a girl out. Okay. Next is like basic hands on stuff like fixing things around the house, cooking, Um, making things from scratch, sewing. And I feel like they do their very best to teach us these things in high school. At least when I was in high school, I was required to take classes that taught me how to sew and taught me how to cook, but it was very basic. Like I remember I sewed a pillowcase and I think that was the only thing I may have sewed like an actual pillow. I don't know. I don't even remember any of the stuff they taught in the cooking class, but I think that there needs to be a more focus on home maintenance. Like how to change furnace filters, which by the way, I did not realize you had to do so often when we bought a house. Luckily, my stepdad told us that and he's like, yep, you're supposed to do it like every three months. And I was like, what? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, what would we have done if you didn't tell us that? No one tells you that. And so, yeah, like how to change a furnace filter, how to fix a clogged sprinkler head, how to replace sprinkler heads, how to replace ceiling fans. And yes, all of those things are from personal experience. (laughs) We had such a bad experience with our sprinklers the first year we lived here. Like, so we bought our house in September, obviously. So we were kind of at the tail end of the sprinkler season. And so our water was shut off pretty quickly after we moved in. So the next year came around and we decided to turn our sprinklers back on. And we're like, oh, this this can't be that hard. So we watched a YouTube video. many YouTube videos. And we went out and we did like the whole backflow preventer, like turning the water on. I don't know, all of that stuff. I couldn't tell you how to do it. Um, And we thought everything went well, like our water, our sprinklers were working. Um, Everything was fine. A few hours go by and I go downstairs into our main floor and I just like hear water running. And so I was like, is someone taking a shower? But like only me and Jordan were there and I knew he wasn't in the shower. So I was like, what is that? And so I go up to our front area of the house so I can look outside and our yard is flooded, like so flooded. And so I run outside and I have to manually turn the water off so that it would stop flooding. Um, 
we found out, we called someone and they came out and they like dug up underneath our backflow preventer. And they were like, oh yeah, the people that set up your sprinklers did a crap job and it's just not taped correctly right here or it was leaking some way. And so they fixed it. Um, Next problem (laughs) is when we were watering our lawn the next week, our sprinklers would go off at the expected time, but when but they would just never turn off. Like they wouldn't turn off on their own. And so I always had to go outside every time and turn them off manually. Um, we called another company out and they thought they, they fixed it because they thought it was a problem with our timer. But spoiler alert, it wasn't. So at this point, we've spent like $400 already having companies come out and look at our sprinklers. And so I finally posted something on Instagram asking if anyone knew how to fix it or if they were willing to come look at it. And I had a friend tell me that her brother could come look at it. And he found out we just needed to replace one of our sprinkler valves and he did it. And we've been golden ever since. And he did it for free because (laughs) he's so nice. And so I paid him, obviously, like I wasn't just going to let him do it for free. But I was like, that is so nice. So we're good ever since. But if we would have known what to look for, we could have done it for like done it ourselves because he fixed it in like five minutes because he knew what he was doing but it was months and months of issues and I have PTSD about it. Like we just got our sprinklers turned on last week and I look out the window every single day to make sure that nothing is flooding because it also sucks when it floods our lawn, it also floods our basement, which our basement is unfinished, but still like you don't want water coming down there and causing like mold in the insulation or whatever that stuff is called in the walls. (laughs) But yeah, it was rough. And then another story for you about home maintenance is we inherited our washer and dryer from Jordan's grandpa and we were bringing them into our house and we realized that our house had a three prong plug or it might have been a four prong plug, but the washer had the other way around. So it either had a three or a four, depending on what the other one was. And so we knew how we knew we had to switch out the plug. So we Googled it. And while we were able to do it eventually, Jordan basically electrocuted himself in the process. <laughs> and we, guys, we are just not handy people at all. And so after that, we wanted to get a ceiling fan installed in our bedroom. But after the whole electrocution fiasco, we're like, it's probably not a good idea for us to be messing with wires. So we bought the ceiling fan from Lowe's and then they just came and installed it for us. So we've kind of just decided that whenever we need stuff done around the house that we are not 100% confident that we can do ourselves, we will just pay someone else to come do it because I don't want to die in a home maintenance accident, you know? So I wish that they would teach you more about like how to take care of your home, how to do all of that maintenance and everyday home stuff. Okay, next is how to change a tire. And yes, I have been shown to do how to do this probably two or three times, but every time it comes up, my mind just goes blank. Like the first time I got a flat tire, my sister and I were driving down to Moab and we were on the highway that goes into Spanish Fort Canyon and my tire blew up. Like, I'm not even kidding. It literally exploded. (laughs) It wasn't just flat. It exploded. Um, while I was driving and it was terrifying and my sister and I hadn't known how to change a tire at that point. I think I was 18 and she was 22. Um, and it happened during the day on like kind of a busy street. Um, and so there were a lot of people around. Um, we were 
standing outside the car just kind of like staring at the car because we didn't know what to do and we were kind of far from home and so luckily a nice guy pulled over and he had his dogs in the back of his truck and he had his wife in the passenger seat and he pulled over and helped us he was super sweet and he was like I would hope if my daughters were stranded somewhere someone would stop and help them so he showed us how to change the tire and helped us do it And luckily, like I said, it was (laughs) during the day on a busy road, so I wasn't worried about getting murdered or kidnapped. But the second time it happened, I was on my way to work, and it was at like 5.30 in the morning. So it was still dark out, and I was alone. And so I pulled over, and I knew that my parents were still asleep. And so I called my ex at the time, stepdad, because I knew he'd be awake. He wasn't my ex at the time. (laughs) Like, I, I didn't just call him. Anyway, so I called his stepdad because I knew that he'd be awake and he came down and helped me and changed it for me. But ask me if I could change a tire today without watching a tutorial first. The answer is absolutely not. (laughs) All right, next is all things job related. So how to write a good resume, how to have good interview skills, how to look for a job, career exploration, etc. Resumes are the bane of my existence. I hate whenever I have to update my resume. And they say that you should always try to keep it under one page, but like, who can do that? I feel like I can never fully express my skills in a resume if I have to keep it so short because I'm just so talented. (laughs) Just kidding, but it's just so annoying to try and fit it in just one page. And if they require a cover letter, jail, straight to jail. I, I always will just skip that application. If they require a cover letter, I'm like, oh, well, too bad. I just, I don't get the point in them. Like, what's the point? It's literally so you can just kiss their ass and be like, oh my gosh, I really think that I would be such a good fit for your position, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, that's what an interview is for. So I don't get it. But interview skills is a whole nother beast. I I personally feel like I don't interview well. I have been told in the past that I do interview well, but I don't know if that's just because they like... At my current job, I've gotten multiple promotions and like I know the people there and so they know that I'm competent. (laughs) So whether I interview well or not, they know that I can do the job. And so I don't know if it's kind of like a detriment to me that that's pretty much been my main experience with interviewing is at a job where everyone already knows me because I personally feel like I don't interview well when I'm interviewing at a place I don't know anyone. I, when I get nervous, I like get these like red splotches that come all over my neck and my chest and it makes me look like I'm having like an allergic reaction. And I also just like stumble over my words. It's tough. I feel like they need to help prepare you more for interviews and how to ace an interview because a lot of people don't have those skills. And if you don't have those skills, it's really hard to get a job. Okay, next one is gardening, which I'm so glad someone submitted this because I also agree, but I always forget about it. I would love to start growing more of my own foods, but I do not have a green thumb. I literally killed a snake plant once. And if you don't know much about plants, snake plants are incredibly hard to kill. Like (laughs) if you ask anyone that's good at keeping plants alive, they're like, oh, get a snake plant. Like you won't kill it. There's no way. Yeah, I killed a snake plant. (laughs) So (laughs) I really want to be a good plant mom and that would extend to gardening, but I just can't. I don't know. But how cool would it be to just grow your own food? Like you're like, oh, I'm just going to go grab some strawberries from my garden or I'm going to go grab a pepper. Anything that you want to grow, you could just have in your backyard and it would be so delicious because it's so fresh. 
but I know nothing about it. And like, I don't even know like when the right time to plant stuff is. I literally have to Google it. Like we have this spot in our backyard that really needs new grass planted, but we don't want to like rip out the whole grass. And so I was like, why don't we just like lay some grass seeds? <laughs> like that's a thing, right? But I was looking it up and I was like, when is the best time to plant grass seed? Like, I don't know when to do it so that it'll thrive. They definitely should have a gardening class in high school because what happens when civilization goes to hell? <laughs> And we're all left on our own to grow our own foods. We're going to die. So we need to know how to do it. Okay, this next one is kind of big, but emotional intelligence, emotional management, anxiety and depression, pretty much mental health as a whole. Um, So many people are affected by anxiety and depression, but we just never learn about how to cope as kids. Like when we're kids, that's usually when most of us experience those feelings for the first time. Like I didn't know it back then, but the reason I always bounced my leg up and down during tests or the way I chewed inside, like on the inside of my cheek, like those are anxiety symptoms and I didn't even know it. Like I just thought I was just like fidgety, but why don't they teach us about that stuff? I feel like it would save so many kids lives. Honest, like I'm being serious. I feel like it would save so many kids lives because I feel like that's when there's the biggest chance for suicides to happen. Um, we had a lot of suicides in my high school when I was going there and it just like kills me because I feel like it's probably, it just feels like so much when you're a teenager, the, like so many things are going on when you're a teenager and I'm sure it just gets to be so much at one point and you don't know how to cope. And it just like kills me that there are probably kids out there that like just didn't know how to handle their emotions or learn how to cope with them. And so they just decided to not do it anymore. And that just makes me so sad. And most adults even don't know how to manage their emotions until they start going to therapy and start working through their childhood trauma. But I feel like emotional intelligence and just like learning about emotions in general would be a super successful thing to do when we're so young, because then it would just help us communicate with each other so much better and know signs and symptoms of anxiety and depression and just be able to manage them. So that's my two cents on that one. Another one is insurance. Like, <laughs> how does insurance work? Do any of us really know how insurance works? I I get heated if I talk about it too much, but like the fact that insurance doesn't cover everything is annoying. Like if I get injured or if I'm so sick, I shouldn't have to worry about going into debt to figure out what's wrong. Like there are so many people out there that like, figure out they have an illness or they're dealing with so many things, but they just don't want to go to the doctor because they can't afford it. Like that makes zero sense. Why is insurance even a thing if it's not going to help us? Until I was 26 years old when I had to go on my own insurance, I didn't know a single thing about what makes good insurance versus bad insurance, like high deductibles versus low deductibles. I know nothing about it and I still don't really know much about it, Um, but kind of on that same wavelength, like car insurance. Jordan and I talk about this all the time. Car insurance could should cover like car maintenance. Why doesn't it cover oil changes? Why doesn't it cover tire rotations? <laughs> like you would think that like keeping your car nice would be something that insurance companies would want because then they would have to pay the least amount of money if like your car never breaks. So, why doesn't it cover that? And kind of the same goes for home insurance. Like If something goes wrong with my AC, like why isn't insurance going to cover that? Or like there's a crack in our foundation. Why wouldn't the insurance cover that? Like 
I don't know. I think it should cover all of the daily maintenance that we have to do. And it just makes so much sense. Why wouldn't they want to? Anyway, that's my soapbox on insurance. I hate insurance. (laughs) Next one is just like basic communication skills, whether you're talking about platonic or romantic relationships. I think learning how to make friends should be more focused on in school. Learning how to effectively communicate your emotions and your feelings and your needs is something that a lot of people still don't know how to do in their late adulthood. And it causes a lot of issues for people, like in their friendships and in their romantic relationships, especially because everyone communicates differently and everyone needs to be communicated with differently. So it kind of goes back to love languages and they don't even really have to pertain to romantic relationships. Like quality time is one of my love languages and it's that way for my platonic friendships and it's also that way for my romantic relationship. Like As long as we're just together and hanging out, like we don't even have to do anything. I just like being in the presence of my people. You have to ask people how they need to feel loved. Me and Jordan had to have that conversation when we first started dating because like our love languages are complete opposites. Like he needs words of affirmation. I need physical touch. So it's like you have to have those conversations at the beginning of your relationships so that you can effectively give the other person what they need. And It goes with friendships as well. Like you need to know how to communicate with your friend so that you can have effective conversations and make them feel like they're wanted and needed and vice versa. So I think that would just go a long way if just basic communication skills and like how to make friends (laughs) is something they need to focus on in school. All right, last but definitely not least, and I'm sure you all knew that this was coming. (laughs) But sex education. Let's talk about sex. Um, I don't know about you, but the whole abstinence is best policy in Utah is bullshit. They barely brush up on sex in health class in school. Like, it's not like in the movies where you see teachers showing everyone how to put a condom on a banana. (laughs) Like, I never even saw a condom until I was having sex, which is not the way that it should have been in my opinion. Um... We need to teach kids about how to be safe because let's be real, if kids want to have sex, they're going to find a way to have sex, whether you like it or not. And they need to be protected if they're going to take that leap. So they should also be taught about being pressured into having sex and like what the signs of an abusive relationship are. Um, If a boy says it feels better without a condom, we need to teach them to run the other way (laughs) because that's not an excuse not to use one. They're just trying to manipulate you. So... These are the types of things that we need to talk about to keep kids out of trouble. Like, I just feel like if you don't talk about it or you make it seem like such a bad thing, I'm not going to go too deep in it, but I could like talk about this forever. In my opinion, if you make sex feel like a bad thing, your entire children's life, when it comes to the age where you deem them appropriate to have sex, let's say that's marriage, they are going to have such a bad relationship with it in my mind like if you're told that something is bad your entire life when you're finally able to do it those thoughts don't just go away I feel like it really does have a detriment on the their relationship with sex and I'm not saying that we have to talk about it and like encourage kids to have sex that's not what I'm doing but like you need to educate them about it and educate them about their body teach them the anatomical anatomically correct words for their body parts like learning the name of my arm or my juicy booty (laughs) should be the same as learning the name of my vagina so 
They're literally just body parts. It's nothing weirder than teaching them what a finger is or what their toes are. Like, it's just a body part. So just talk about it. Teach people. I I really do not get it. And I could go on about this topic forever. (laughs) I'm really passionate about it. I just think in the end, knowledge is power. And that is the case for all things, in my opinion. You can never have too much knowledge on something. All right, friends. Well, this is it for today's episode. I think we should all make a pact that if we all learn something (laughs) that we think everyone should know, we should share it with each other. I know that I always try to do this like on my Instagram. If I um, figure something out, then I'm like, huh, this could benefit other people. Or if I like learn something for the first time, I usually will share it to my Instagram story just because I would like to share the knowledge that I learned. So we should make a pact that (laughs) we should all do that and educate each other since the school system failed us. We can just rely on each other and help each other go through this life without electrocuting ourselves or flooding our lawn. So that's my two cents. (laughs) Anyway, I'm so excited for you guys to hear next week's episode. I do want to warn you, like, obviously my podcast is not a crime and conspiracy show. And so we don't really talk about stuff like that. But I just want to warn those of you that may have like a weak stomach I don't go in too much depth, but there is some sensitive content in that episode. Um, And so just be aware of that. Um, And then the week after that, I'll be back on the mic and I will tell you all about my Hawaii trip and all of our adventures. And I'm so excited to tell you all about it. Please give the podcast a rating and a review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and share it to your Instagram story. It seriously helps so much to get the podcast out there to people that don't already listen. And I hope that you guys have a wonderful week. I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye, guys.